0: Welcome everyone to the male TV News Podcast. I am Peter and joining me as always is Connor. Yes, just just about made it. Yes. Uh with your Are you intentionally sort of shaping your ginger beard so that it's you know the goatees like quite long? Is that is that what you're going for these days? It's
1: just kinda of gone a bit longer and uh. I kinda of just left it and I've gone with it. Uh.
0: But you're still trimming the sides though, so it's accentuating the Yeah, yeah. The metal sort of beard you're Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh Oh, yes welcome everyone this is a tv podcast we get together we talk about pilots cancellations renewals all that sort of stuff uh and just see what generally was going on in the tv world and there is a reasonable amount of things yeah, this week stuff there's uh it's not actually stuff that's all interesting to us but there's definitely some earth shattering shifts have i seen these <laughs> oh it's earth shattering
1: I- I don't know if it, if it has completely <laughs> passed me by because it's not necessarily of interest to us. Oh, or, if it's, or if you're wildly exaggerating <laughs> the word earth uh, shattering.
0: Oh, it's shattering. You'll be shaken to your core when we get to a certain story oh. on here. Shaken mm-hmm. to your core. So we'll get into everything. I'll just say uh, Last of Us aired earlier this week because of the Super Bowl. It aired on Friday, so my review for episode 5 is already up. Uh, so just in case you didn't realise it was already out, you can go, <laughs> go watch Last of Us episode 5. I haven't watched episode four yet.
1: Um, people might be able to tell by all the, the the boxes behind me. I'm in the process of moving.
0: Uh, oh, really? I, means- thought, I thought you were in the process of just hoarding fries. Honestly, there are worse things you could do in life.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, fries are good. Everyone agrees on that. Sure, yeah. But um, it's meant that I haven't actually got anywhere to sit in the in the living room right now because there's just <laughs> boxes kind of everywhere. And I kind of want to watch it on the big TV. I don't want to watch it on the. I mean, okay, my monitor is respectable enough. Don't get me wrong, and it's larger than most people's monitors is. is Thirty-two inches or some? Yeah. Yeah. Which is still larger than average. But yeah, you know, I've got I've got a nice fancy you know OLED TV out in the other room. Why would I not want to watch it on that?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm watching everything on my monitor just now. Like my TV died, so that sucks. Yeah. So I'm just kind yeah. of slumming it for a bit. Yeah, but see, no, if, if you've got no other
1: choice, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> this is what you got, right? But when when you've got the better option,
0: you know, 10 uh, feet in the other direction. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well, let's get into the news, shall we? There's uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, much smaller list of renewals and cancellations this week, though. I guess to finish with that, that heavy season where everything's been renewed or cancelled over a couple of week period... So starting off, the peripheral has been renewed for season two. at Amazon. This is the Lisa Joy show starring Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, which launched in October. Uh, it kinda, it's it the one s- adapted from something, right? I mean, you could say that. I mean, no, no, but like the, the the author was someone notable, like in the. Oh in the sure, author. yeah, but I mean, I feel like you could probably say that about anything that's made these days, and you'd probably be right. But this was a more of a classic, I think. Mm. Yeah, well, but... like classic author, anyway. But this is the Lisa Joy show. Um, I never actually saw this one. It kind of snuck out. Uh, I think it was right around when I was away for a week. So it just kind of like passed me by. But uh, this is getting a season two at Amazon. So uh, good stuff. Yeah,
1: I I didn't hear a lot of
0: necessarily good things by it. I didn't hear a lot of bad things. I just didn't hear a lot about it in general, to be honest. I didn't just hear any Uh, buzz. Okay. It's a William Gibson novel. It's
1: like one of the founders of cyberpunk as a genre. So that's why I kind of recognize, you know, someone notable. Mm, Okay, okay.
0: Uh, And then also, interesting save here. Uh, So last week we talked about Uncoupled being cancelled by Netflix after one season. Showtime have swooped in and picked up for a season two. Okay. Uh, Sure. So, once upon a time, we had a Netflix saving all these cancelled shows. Now, now we have other people saving Netflix cancelled uh, shows. Everyone gets uh, to be the good guy and, hey, hey, look at those scummy bastards cancelling your favourite shows. <laughs> Charging for password sharing, putting their prices up, all that sort of nonsense. Uh, so, <laughs> we all saw the cat do it. We all saw the cat in the he, background.
1: See, the, the problem with the boxes is they don't quite fit in the gap there to have two rows and the door, do, like, There's not enough space for him to open the door on his own anymore. anymore. Ah, So uh, I have to actually pay attention
0: now. Mm. And then our one cancellation this week is Avenue 5 at HBO after two seasons has uh, been cancelled.
1: That one sucks a little bit. I was really looking forward to actually checking that out at some point because an Ayanuchi comedy and everything I heard about it sounded great. Uh, People seem to love it. Mm. But notably you didn't yet and maybe that didn't help. uh, That's because, I mean, one you know, full well, my viewings would have no impact whatsoever on HBO's decision. It mate, Maybe Sky would be like, here's more money. No, no they wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, they just would not. That's just, that's just a fact, and you know it. And two, I barely have the time to watch anything now. Okay.
0: It's all that cat parenting that's going on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I spend loads of time doing that. I definitely don't just like throw out a bowl of food once a day. But like, there you go. Once a day, that's about the cruel oh, side. No, okay, no. He gets fed twice a day. I just don't do the other one because Paige does it while I'm at work. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I- I'm not a I'm monster. I'm not starving him. I'm going to put it past you.
0: I mean, I thought I, thought, if I, thought I could get away with it. Hmm. Uh, So, into premiere dates then, we got one for a Netflix show uh, called The Night Agent, this is coming on March 23rd, I've got a description here just to sort of remind everyone what else this is. Uh, so this is created in showrun by Sean Ryan, uh, notably from The Shield, but also SWAT, I didn't know he also did that, but okay. Uh, this is a 10 episode drama, Uh, and it's about a low level FBI agent who works in the basement of the White House. Manning the emergency hotline for American spies that never rings. Then a call comes in from a terrified civilian, Rose Larkin. Peter must protect Rose and work with her to uncover the fast-moving and dangerous conspiracy that ultimately leads all the way to the Oval Office and threatens the country.
1: Wasn't Bryce Larkin the name of the, uh, the spy roommate
0: in Chuck? That sounds familiar. Yeah, actually, why? Well,
1: That's just, just a weird coincidence, isn't it? Larkin being, you know, a uh, spy-related thing again. Okay, I guess. It just triggered something
0: in my brain. If it was both names, I'd give it to you, but I, I don't know. It's just it's... Uh, sure. Oh. Uh, and then we've to some general things. Uh, a little turnaround here is Warner Brothers Discovery has apparently now ditched their plans to split HBO Max, or sorry, to merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus together. Um, there's st- now? They're still going to offer Discovery Plus at least on its own because they have decided, <laughs> the Insiders confirmed their strategic shift... Uh, and to confirm this with Deadline, is initially reported by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Wall Street Journal cited unidentified people familiar with the decision, saying they felt that Discovery plus subscribers would balk at paying a higher price for a combined service. So, Probably. basically, yeah, er- everyone said that. Everyone's, everyone's, I mean, most people were looking at it from the other direction, that HBO Max people wouldn't want to also pay extra just to get Discovery stuff if they weren't interested in that. But it's true the other way around, too. If you're someone who just cares about Discovery content... Uh,
1: I will will understand it coming from this direction in the sense that I think HBO Max has a broader appeal already than hmm. Discovery. Discovery is a very niche thing, right? Whereas HBO Max covers a lot. There's a reasonable chance that people who watch HBO Max things might watch one thing on Discovery, right? There's enough of a chance you can kind of upsell that. Whereas Discovery is really niche that it's harder to go in the other direction. Yeah, I, I
0: guess. And, and I, also on top of that, I assume they're paying less to begin with than oh uh, a yeah, I, I price increase. I would assume that. Yeah, that part's probably definitely true. I, I will say that I don't know if Discovery is as niche as you think it is, just in that it's not really... Like, for a long time, it's not been the documentary channel anymore. It's more of a reality TV channel. It is, but that's still a specific niche in itself. Sure, sure. But I think it's a broader appeal than maybe what you would think if it was actually just you know it's kind of like if uh you know national geographic is still very much documentary focused and that's that's just rolled into disney plus um i I think if it was like that it would be like it would be even more niche and i'd understand why if someone just cares about their nature documentaries (laughs) they're like why am i paying for the next season of uh last of us all of a sudden (laughs) with my subscription i don't care about this I like how you couldn't think
1: of a HBO Max original show off <laughs> your head, so well, no, you went no, just to no. regular HBO. No, 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 no,
0: I could. I thought of, like, three, but they've all already been canceled they've been cancelled, yeah. <laughs> I, thought <laughs> I, I, Titans, did I thought of Titans, I thought a Doom Patrol, I thought a Raised by Wolves even, which I only watched one episode of, but they've all been cancelled. <laughs>
1: Raised by Wolves was the first thing I went to, because also, one, it, it was very expensive looking. So, when we're talking about paying for more seasons, I'm like, yeah, that's the one you're paying
0: for. Yes, so... Yeah, I mean, what, does this mean that HBO Max will also still have a standalone option? That's hard to say. They can probably get away with that one a bit more because it's only maybe a couple of dollars of increase, and relatively speaking, it's still mostly yeah. the content that was being paid for. That said, though, the way they've been dumping content, uh, the, the value proposition is still very much a question that's worth having, but not so much because of the addition of Discovery and the increase no. for that. I think it's more of a discussion of like everything else they're taking away that's the problem, but... Anywho, uh, so that's that. Worth mentioning. So, so here's the earth-shattering news. Oh, that wasn't the earth-shattering news. No, 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 no. Here's the earth-shattering news. Oh, shake me. Yellowstone. Oh, oh no, I actually did see this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was truly earth-shattering to the point where... It infiltrated my, my news feeds. Well,
0: I mean, it's our starting if you care about Yellowstone, I suppose. And we don't, but we like talking oh, we about we do. Yellowstone. We do, really. Um, so, yeah, the big thing here is that it's looking like Kevin Costner, who's the star of the main show, the main Yellowstone show, not any of the spinoffs, but the main show, Yellowstone he, Prime. He's going to be leaving and it looks like there'll be a sequel series probably starring Matthew McConaughey, who feels perfect to continue the Yellowstone universe. If if you're gonna <laughs> pick one high profile
1: actor to go oh that's that's where we're going with, it's gonna be McConaughey.
0: What's funny is I saw this headline earlier in the week and I just assumed, ah, oh, they've done like six seasons or whatever. He's maybe like just ready to leave and they're just planning their next step. But when I actually read it, there was a little bit more gist to it. Uh, mm. So it sounds like uh, Costner has been a little difficult with the productions and that he used to do something like 65 weeks of shooting for a season. And he did 50 weeks of shooting for the first half of this because the season's been split in two. So he did the first half of the season and he, uh, he said, Sorry, not 50 weeks. 50 days. That makes more sense. This is a long time. That's a long shoot. 50 days is what I meant. Um, And apparently for the second half of the season, he wanted to cut it down to one week. Which is a pretty significant decrease in time. For the
1: lead principal actor of your show.
0: Yeah. Apparently...
1: Approximately, I'm going to say roughly eight hours of content. Uh,
0: I'm guessing it's two uh, two halves of eight. Yeah, it'll be eight or ten. Maybe ten on permit plus. I'm not sure. But... He's apparently uh, directing a movie right now, and he's more interested in doing that. He's doing a Western epic called Horizon. Not to do with robot dinosaurs, as far as I know. Um, and he's doing that at Warner Bros. As a New Line right now. Um, and apparently, uh, Sheridan, who runs the show, has apparently been frustrated with uh, this, like, trying to move around the schedule and trying to, like, take away his time and things like that. So... Warner Brothers or, no Warner Brothers, sorry, uh, Paramount and and so are refusing to comment on any of this right now, but this is the scuttlebutt, is that Costner's being troublesome with his schedule and how much time he wants to commit to it, so they're just kind of mapping their way out into the Matthew McConaughey. And they even mention here that this sequel season or sequel show is expected to take a lot of the names from the main show that already exists, so it kind of does sound like they're just replacing the main character but they're going to maybe rebrand it slightly to make it feel like a fresh start. Maybe change the focus slightly to justify it. Yeah. I think
1: in, not in their defense, but I think something that will work for them is that they've already established it as a Yellowstone cinematic universe, the Yellowstone saga, if you will. Yeah. That, okay, we've got multiple shows already. If it ends after five or six, you know, maybe they get one more, six seasons, whatever it's going to be, and then launch a new show that is a sequel show, I don't think that'll feel weird to the audience. That's already right. That's you know, point, no. Yeah, they've already established. Hey, we we jump around the timeline. We do prequel shows. We have got spin-offs. Having a sequel show, I, I think, well, it, it's it's kind of, you know, not so long ago would have been kind of weird as a way of just essentially recasting your lead. But now I think with what they've done with their Yellowstone brand, can probably pull it
0: off. <laughs> they've straight up and got not, a shared they universe. They've straight up got a shared universe. That's not. Hey, Call it they anything got else. Harrison Ford in the shared universe. Yeah, and his one's getting a second season, so they're even getting him back for another one. Yeah. So...
1: There was a lot... I don't know... Okay, potential spoilers for the oh. Harrison Ford prequel one? I-, I don't know. Again, unverified. So I'm saying potentially because if they are true spoilers, but I-, I saw a lot of talk as it was airing about his character maybe dying. Oh, okay. Um, well, maybe and, he's not back then. Maybe he's dead before the so, second yeah, season. Yeah, maybe, but I I don't know. You start of Helen Mirren, presumably, though. So that's still a big I, name. She is a big name, uh, yeah. undeniably. Yeah, and uh, you know Kevin Costner's not exactly a, a small name already in his own right. And then oh no, he's If you are throwing no. in, throw in him Matthew McConaughey as well now in the in the future, that's you know that's, you you rival in your MCU in name recognition at this point. <laughs> It's a very different cast, though, and it? it's, it's like a. Uh, it's a very specific niche of a, yeah. of a of a type of you know type cast of your your, your people, but
0: all big names in that field. Uh, yeah. So, and they spend a lot of time in a field, I think, in the show. I <laughs> would oh, <laughs> not <laughs> be surprised. <laughs> My imagination of what this show is is it to go by. <laughs> um, yeah. um... I, I kind of want to watch it, uh, but also
1: because oh, well, okay. I kind of want to watch it because I like sheridan's other works that i've seen and it sounds like i would enjoy it but i also want to never ever watch a single minute of this show just so my imagination cannot be sullied
0: yes yes so yeah so that's the thing costner is maybe being difficult about how much time he wants to give to actually shoot his role in the show um and that's creating some conflicts and maybe it looks like they're just i think um when I said they didn't get a, a comment from the studio or from the network, they do. They did confirm that they're working on a new show with Matthew McConaughey, but they didn't want to discuss as to what how it relates to the Costner show and anything like that. So,
1: Okay, so th- there is definitely a
0: McConaughey-led show yeah. in the Yellowstone saga. And given coming. he's a big enough name, it makes sense that he's kind of maybe going to be the new central figure, so... I, it's I think probably. it's effectively just going to be another season of the main show, especially since they're bringing over some of, if not all, of the other cast. It's just a case of... It'll just be Yellowstone, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, the other spinoffs have just been years. They haven't even had Yellowstone in the title, so they might even, I mean... But if they want to make it the flagship, the new flagship, maybe they'll keep Yellowstone in there. I think they kind of have to for it to be the flagship title. They'll, they'll follow yeah. Star Trek, they'll do uh, Yellowstone, the next generation. <laughs> I don't know if is young enough to really be the next generation compared to Costner. He's definitely, he is younger, but I don't know if he's young enough to be the next generation of younger, but. Yeah, how, how similar are their ages? It can't be that wildly different, right? I mean, I think Costner must be in his like mid to late 60s by now. And I'll guess that McConaughey's in his like early 50s. That's my guess. Okay, Costner is 68. Oh, yeah, late 60s. Nailed it.
1: 53. Oh Fifteen years, I'd say fifteen years counts as a generation.
0: <sighs> hmm. From a culture perspective, okay, I'll give it to you. The, the, the... How long is a generation? Oh, don't start getting the semantics. Surely that's a very. It, it did not help. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that's a very debated thing. Um, yeah, but fair, fair enough, fair enough. Dif- different generations, but only just. Like, I feel like when you talk about the next generation, you usually think at least like old enough to be the other one's parent, just in that, this context of a, a TV moving forward. It is, but I also like... And ter- I mean, in terms of Star Trek, it was more than that. They could be
1: the grandkids of the... It, it is in terms of that sense, but also like, like you say, culturally, it's, it's a lot... Shorter. I work with people who are eight, nine years younger than me. Oh and yeah, I would, I would
0: say a decade's enough it, to feel... absolutely alien to me. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the culture sort of element of it feels like a decade at a time, I would say, because, you know, you, all of a sudden like, these young kids are like into TikTok and don't even know what a DVD player right. is. Because there's, there's
1: people who are like five years younger than me, who it's like, oh no, I, you know, I can get everything is fine with that. And then there's people like seven years younger than me who it's like
0: a different world entirely. Mm. It's crazy. There is definitely times where it shifts more though because we we've got a few years between us and I wouldn't say we feel like we're from different generations. We've only got five years between us. Yeah,
1: or... yeah, that's what I mean. Like I say the, the people who are like five years my difference at work is is like nothing. But like, it's only when you get to like seven, eight, nine that I start feeling that there.
0: Okay, yeah, but do you think I would feel the same leap for people who you don't feel a problem with that are a few years younger than you?
1: Probably not, actually.
0: Yeah, you're right. So, I, think, I, I think there's
1: like a, a shift in terms yeah. of when it is, as opposed to
0: the time. I, I, I think there's like sort of not full shifts, but like there's like a sort of like harder shift compared to normal, where yeah. culture changes a little bit for whatever reason. Um, but no, it's interesting. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, the Yellowstone news. I uh, know, Joe. I am shattered. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, comedies uh, here. Uh, the headline for this is definitely the fact that there's a new Faulty Towers coming uh, with John Cleese and his daughter uh, working on it. 40 years plus after the second season of the original Faulty Towers. Yeah. Um, which, I'm, I'm assuming this means nothing
1: to most of our audience because uh, how much this made it to I'm Americans? Uh,
0: yeah. I, I've, it's probably a niche in America. I think it did make it a little bit because it's, you know, cause it's John Cleese it's got a bit of a connection to Monty Python. I think you're your comedy hipsters in the US of a certain age will appreciate Fawlty towers but yeah a younger audience probably not uh for sure yeah i don't i don't think it has probably the same cultural sway that you know here everyone just knows what it is i mean i'm not sure how young people are now but certainly when i was growing up because it was in the 70s so i was way before my time but yeah. it was still playing in tv enough growing up that i still knew it i still saw all the episodes you know it was 12 of them for a start so it's not like there's a lot to catch yeah. up on uh, yeah exactly um, yeah Very good. John Cleese is kind
1: of a, as of recently, kind of a shitty person from every company
0: he makes. Yes, I assume this is part of your story. Well, I mean, it's notable that when he was doing interviews talking about this, he was giving the interview to GB News, which is the the UK equivalent to Fox News. (laughs) Yeah, and he's actively saying that it won't be on the
1: BBC like the original was, because he's like, ah... They won't let us get away with the stuff we want to do. We want to offend... We might say things that offend some people, and BBC won't let us, even though...
0: Although he did say in his interview with GB News, again, you know, put some asterisks on that. (laughs) But um, he did say, quote-unquote, it won't be an anti-walk nightmare, was his wording.
1: Yeah. So I hope not, because...
0: I don't know. You know, he's, I, still,
1: he... I still like again, again. I don't think he's aged particularly well with his opinions. I think
0: but... he's an old, out-of-touch comedian who, like, I, I don't know if he was always leaning to the right or whatever, but like, he definitely feels like he is in his old age now. Yes. Uh, um, but I'm not gonna let that stop me enjoying Monty Python. Yeah, but that's ancient now, though. so it doesn't really matter. but it, yeah. But I mean, apparently, uh, who was the other one? Was it Gilliam who had some dodgy opinions a couple of years ago? I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. You either die the hero or live long enough, long enough to see yourself become the villain, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm not excited for this because I don't, I just don't expect it to be good because it's been too no. long. But also, I'm incredibly curious to see. Yeah, it's going to be set in the, uh, the Caribbean. That's where the hotel is. And he's never met his daughter before. So it's like a long lost, you know, daughter he never knew he had kind of plot. Uh Oh, but yeah, he's playing Basil faulty, and there you go. You're muted. You just, you just about to mute. <laughs> oh, he's getting so angry. For the audio listeners at home, he's looking very angry right now, and he's he's mouthing to himself. Well, he may not be mouthing to so himself. He's pretty, he may actually be yelling out loud for all I know. But <laughs> it looks like he's mouthing to himself. Oh, wait, no oh, no, he's not, okay, he's, uh, technical, oh, he's, uh, he's tapping it, it's not working. There's some highly technical expertise getting into the, the fixing of this microphone right now. He also gave me uh, a bit of sign language there, which I think means uh, checking the cable at the back. This is, uh, riveting stuff. This is a very, if Basil faulty did any audio work in the hotel, this would probably be what it would go like. I have to imagine. (laughs) All by myself. Don't wanna be all by myself. I don't know the rest of the lyrics to the song. As funny as it would be, keep going. Um... Oh no, he's uh, he's. Oh, there, oh! I heard something. There. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, there we go.
1: How all the things I I did to fix it, nothing worked, and then nothing, and it just comes back on. Don't touch that. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to. The problem is the bit where I uh, usually have where the mic's plugged into the bit where the other end of the cable is, and all the the power fiddly buttons are, is usually propped up on a nice stack of books so that I can reach it. Um. Those books have been packed in one of those boxes
0: behind me. <laughs> so it's kind of awkward for me to get to when something like that happens now. Mm. Anyway, I think I've done top of 40 towers anyway. Uh, probably, mm-hmm. probably won't be good, but hey. Uh, it's a thing it exists everything can come back even the thing that was like long applauded for knowing when to just leave it and never do any more. so you get 12 perfect episodes and you never have to worry about it now admittedly I'm not saying that those episodes haven't aged a bit they may have some of the humour may be quite dated it's been a long time been since been I watched a while, them yeah. but, I,
1: I'm pretty sure was it Fawlty Towers that definitely had like one or two of the episodes kind of pulled from online or reruns or whatever they did I can't remember uh, me either but uh, I think. It, I think I feel like it might have done because of
0: Something, so, something not no longer appropriate. Like, yeah. And, and you know, I'm not even sure what type of not appropriate you're talking about, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of the pop I know that's
1: I don't want to say because I don't remember any specific yeah.
0: details. So I don't want to say, oh, I did this when that, that would be a wild accusation. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, NBC is given a pilot order to St. Dennis Medical, a half hour mockumentary stale workplace comedy from Superstore and American Auto Duo of Justin Spitzer and Eric Legend. Uh, so written by those pair uh Saint Dennis Medical is a mockumentary about underfunded understaffed Oregon hospital where the dedicated doctors and nurses try their best to treat patients while maintaining their own sanity. Hey, that's personal and professional That, that is. I know, sorry coming um <laughs> I will drink but before I
1: do comments on the show uh-huh um this will I- immediately be the best medical show on t v right now. I'm pretty sure by nature of it being a mockumentary instead of probably. Uh, Medical drama.
0: Well, I heard, I heard people say good things about Superstore. I never watched it.
1: I did too. I've seen about 10 minutes of an episode because Paige was watching it one night and I just happened to catch the tail end. It was on before something that she was watching and mm. it was just like, so it was there. Um, I thought that was perfectly good what I saw I, It's hard to judge. It was the back half of 10 minutes of a random episode with no context. So it's not fair to me to you know, say, oh, well, it didn't live up to expectations based on that. Mm. But I mean, it seemed fine.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's uh, I can see why here you know, people liked it. Um, now, what what am I drinking tonight? I'm trying to find if I've got any bottles that are running low, so I can not have to move them. I mean, you're ginger, so probably the souls of ooh, children. Ooh. Okay, let's get something. You know, not super nice, but a bit nicer than what I normally drink for this. Just because the oh the bottle's running low. The, the... Mm. But if I can finish this in the next
0: week, then <laughs> I don't have to move this bottle with me. <laughs> Yeah. I think you knew about the Yellowstone news, because you were wearing denim. Seems to fit with the, the Yellowstone world. Pure coincidence. I just happened to be always wearing my denim shirt today. Mm. Mm. Uh, So yeah, there you go. That's uh, St. Dennis Medical. Uh, could be good. I mean, like, they definitely overdid the mockumentary-style sitcom in the 2000s and 2010s, because The Office was a big hit. And... Hell, even Parson Rick* I think, is even better than The Office, also did it. But yeah, it has been a while now, I feel, since we've had one of those. So maybe it'll feel yeah fresh again. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Uh, also, NBC, they're developing The Regal, which is a workplace comedy uh, from writer Brad Copeland uh, from Life and Pieces and Kevin Hart's Heartbeat and Universal Television. So it says come. The, I don't think Kevin Hart's necessarily in to do with it, though. Uh, the, the Regal has
1: to be a hotel, right? This has to be a hotel... Comedy. The
0: Regal is a workplace comedy about... A Las Vegas casino! (laughs) Ah, hey, most of the casinos are attached to hotels. They have hotels above them. The biggest and craziest office in the world. The series follows the employees who overcome their different perspectives and personalities to become the one thing that you can't win at a slot machine. Family. <laughs> it's actually a fast and furious spin-off <laughs> it's about it's about slot machines and taking in the money no it's about family vin <laughs> diesel's definitely behind this show oh dear i feel like i feel like that skirted the line quite a bit there but i don't think it falls at personal and professional. even though it uses a lot of the words that would become quite the format
1: no yeah uh, uh it was it was it was close at points but yeah, okay. I was so convincing when you got to the end there that you were going to say oh the one thing you can't win you know I thought I was gonna say friends you know not, not family <laughs> you had to go that one extra step to make it funnier
0: <sighs> okay next up uh, the good place creator make sure has reunited with Ted Danson because I worked with him in the good place of course uh, to work on the mole agent a new serialized comedy which has uh hit the premium streaming marketplace Uh, It's partly a heated bidding war for this. Uh, It's based on a 2020 Chilean documentary called The Mole Agent, same name. Um, And it comes from Scherer's longtime studio home, Universal Television. Uh, So written by Scherer, The Mole Agent would star Ted Danson as an older man hired to be... Sorry, hired by a PI to go undercover at a nursing home. Uh, There's a little bit on the documentary here. Uh, And the original documentary... um, Uh, P.I. Romulo hires an elderly man, Sergio, to go undercover in a nursing home in El Monte, Chile, to investigate a claim by the P.I.'s client that her mother had been mistreated by staff. While at the home, the man forges relationships with residents and learns their secrets. Honestly, this didn't need to be based on like a true thing from a documentary, and I would have still thought the premise was fine. But it actually makes it a little interesting that it's actually based on like a real thing where someone went undercover. Yeah. and uh, don't comedies, right? Yes, yeah, it's comedy. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I okay. can see. I can see Ted dancing, like getting to know a bunch of crazy old people, and that being funny.
1: I can as well. Just obviously, you could you
0: could take that premise, and it could be you know either or very easily. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, do you know what it made me think of it made me think of Happy Gilmore because Ben Stiller in that movie is like this horrible guy at a nursing home that mistreats all the patients so I'm no, imagining no. I'm imagining angry moustache Ben Stiller mistreating uh, Adam Sandler's grandmother that meets Undercover Boss <laughs> yes there you go uh, so that sounds fine Good Place is obviously a good show I've still not watched the last season admittedly but uh, what I've, I've, I've seen... still only watched like half the first season but it's it's objectively good yeah uh, so uh no good good stuff uh so we have a little animated slot here as well as two animated news stories my favorite kind first up uh witches the scott snyder and jock comic has been greenlit as an animated series at amazon prime um they've ordered an adaptation uh from plan b entertainment project 51 studios and amazon studios uh witches tells the story of a 17 year old sailor rooks uh, I say, I put a pause in there as if she was a sailor. Her name's Sailor, just to be that clear. A uh, 17-year-old sailor, Rooks, whose family moves to a remote New England town after a tragic accident, only to discover that a burrow of monsters, ancient creatures that prey on the darkest fears and desires, I mean, that's what a monster is, Yes, thanks for that description, mm-hmm. lurks beneath the town. Um, obviously, it's a really broad description, ultimately. The, but The real question uh, is,
1: will the animation keep the big massive colour splotches? I would
0: hope so. Otherwise, why are you doing it animated? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'll be honest. when I read this was animated. I went honestly. I would be more interested to see them try to pull this off live action and try and get that atmosphere in the in the show. I agree. I suspect this is coming from them looking at
1: something like Invincible, which has done mm-hmm. very well for them. Oh, possibly. Yeah. And and kind of being like, oh, we can. Th- there's clearly a market for adult animation, and it, we 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 know that anyway from the comedy side of things. But that ta- you know this taps into more. Okay, that was still pretty funny admittedly but like okay it's it's that comic book based stuff this kind of is you know another step in that direction that i'm wondering maybe if that's where they're coming from
0: i would have definitely been a bit more excited if it was live action but i mean it's interesting and apparently because it's animated i think Snyder and jock are getting a bit more say in it and they're getting to have a bit more control over it so that's That's good that's maybe the benefit maybe it's incentive for them to give us some more damn witches that's the thing, I read, like, the first three issues, but then it started getting delayed and delayed, and I don't even know how many issues came out. That's six, the, that's, that's six. okay. Good we had, had
1: six-issue trade, and I think there was, I don't know if it's come out yet or if it's coming out soon, there was, like, a part of one of the image anthologies. Oh, it yeah, they the did, new, like, a one-shot. A new story, one-shot yeah. in that world, and... They've been teasing that there's going to be more coming as well at some point.
0: Well, because but... I think when it started, everyone assumed, oh, it's going to be like American Vampire and get an East 30-40 issue running. And it just disappeared like very quickly. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was a bit weird. So. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully it was good. Uh, it was, it was like, it was, the first couple issues were great. I'll say that I mean I, I read the full trade. I really enjoyed it. I, I would absolutely read more if it launched right now. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're back to Matthew McConaughey because he has been cast uh, to voice the lead character. It'll be obvious who the lead character is when I say the title. Uh, the title of this is Agent Elvis. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's an adult... Adi- <laughs> perfect casting. <laughs> it's an adult animated series about the king himself. McConaughey will also execute a series which comes from Priscilla Presley, and John Eddie, Sony Pictures, uh, animation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so co-created by Priscilla Presley and John Eddy. an Agent Elvis, Elvis Presley, trades in his jumpsuit for a jetpack when he is covertly inducted into a secret government spy program to battle the dark forces that threaten the country he loves, all while holding down his day job as the king of rock and roll. It even gave me personal and professional. <laughs> I, I had every, every, everything I wanted in a story.
1: Stupid premise, perfect <laughs> casting, Personal professional.
0: Like, I'm just saying this sounds neat and all, but you've got a lot to live up to because Bubba Hotep where he fights a mummy and played okay. by Bruce Campbell is fantastic. So that is fantastic. I'm not disputing that at all because it is. But this way we get both. So we all win. Oh sure. I'm just saying it's kinda funny how there's now like a subgenre of Elvis doing something in a different genre as <laughs> like a subgenre.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, so. it is kind of amusing. But, yeah. but yes,
0: Agent Elvis. I'm pretty sure
1: there's a lot of comics as well. Oh yeah, Perfect probably. Elvis doing crazy shit.
0: Oh yeah, uh, so that's your animated block, and we can go into the dramas. So what's interesting about the dramas, the first one up, is that I said I was a little less interested because Witches was animated and not live action. This is the opposite. And, and I am more interested because I would have expected this to be animated, but it's actually live action, and that makes it more interesting. So there's no technical, there's technically not a title yet, but there's there's an the obvious title to use until they to give it something else, and that is Spider-Man Noir.
1: Ooh, yes, I did
0: see this. Um, that is an interesting thing to choose to adapt. Yeah, yeah. So um, written and executive produced by uh, Oren Uziel from The Lost City. Apologies if I butchered your name there. Uh, but the Untailed series follows an older, grizzled superhero in 1930s New York City, uh, a source close to the project tells Deadline that the show is set in its own universe that involves an alternate Spider-Man character who is not Peter Parker, probably the grizzled uh, you know, hero that they just mentioned. Uh, so Uziel is developing the series with Academy Award winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse producers Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, so obviously the popularity of the Nicolas Cage version of that character in the movie probably had something to do with this. Um mm-hmm. The Amazon project would be the first live-action depiction of Spider-Man Noir. Uh, the alternate version of Spider-Man emerges in a version of New York City during the Great Depression. In the comics, uh, the version of Peter Parker, who's there, and they're saying it's not Peter Parker in this show, but the version of Peter Parker in the comics, who's Spider-Man Noir, is bitten by a spider that's inside a spider go- god idol that gives him powers. So think... Uh, Very Indiana Jones-style. Or even, style. Ma- I was thinking even multi- Maltese Falcon. Like, it's like he's got the like Maltese yeah. Falcon and then like the powers coming from that. Uh, so I think the idea that they're doing this live action is fascinating I'd as well this is it's exciting because it's it's a ballsy choice it's different right yeah. it's not this is not a safe superhero project what's so funny is that there was that time and it was and it was Amy Pascal who was involved who was producing this as well who like so let's do an anime origin movie let's do all these weird like, villain spin-offs this is way more of an exciting and interesting choice to do like a weird Spider-Man project yeah way more interesting uh, it's
1: as 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 you know, you were saying it's bold choice. It's still got the Spider-Man name attached to it, so it's going to get. uh it's, it's going to obviously, horrible. yeah. But it is such a unusual thing to go. Oh, that's that's what I'm going to make a show out of. And but I can see it really working. Uh, I, I can see it being a potentially great TV show. I think. Like I say, it was a alternate version of Peter Parker in the comics. and I think we as comic book readers are kind of okay with that because we're just used to. Elseworlds, you know, other tellings, whatever. I think for the sake of mass mass market, you know, just adapting it to TV, changing it to a different name, just makes things easier, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I don't think and, it matters. And I think because it is this alternate, like, world, they've got so much freedom to just... They could, they could do, like, noir versions of, like, all these villains if they want to, and... Yeah, I, just, I, just go nuts with it. And I don't even think that would be a bad idea, you know? Like, just whatever. Like I can already see black cat and in, in the noir setting being this like femme fatale. You you take you know? Green Goblin, you take him from you know corporate businessman to
1: mobster. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's uh, there's amazing. a lot of evil things you can you know just transplant like, into the setting.
0: Uh, but, do- Doc I mean, Hawk maybe like, has like steampunk arms or something. <laughs> so I don't know if you do that necessarily, but
1: he he Hawk I think definitely has to have been. Uh, a
0: crazy World War One scientist. Mm, Yeah. Sure. Yeah. A well, mad scientist for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, there's a lot of potential here, and I think it's such a like. There's very few Marvel TV shows I think you could announce that would make me go, "Ooh, I'm kind of into checking that out." But this actually is quite interesting. So. Yeah,
1: this is definitely one of very few things because, and it's it is because it is so separate, random, just like yeah. this. You can oh make yeah, a choice.
0: And even if it was still separate, but then instead for Disney Plus, I'd be less excited. I think the fact that this is just like its own thing over at Amazon is more exciting to me. It is a little bit, yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, there's a lot of Showtime news because Showtime, of course, are rebranding to Paramount Plus with Showtime. <laughs> That's the like, the official title they seem to be using. That <laughs> uh, that won't last. Uh, no, that definitely will not.
1: I um, really regret spending that marketing budget on a uh, on that Paramount Plus.
0: Unless they just settle launch. on Paramount Plus, but they're just saying with like. Paramount Plus with Showtime for a while, just to get people used to the idea that Paramount Plus is now just Showtime, and just sort of Maybe. transitioning people over, uh, but yeah, so we have three Dexter projects to talk about. Yes, because the last one worked out so well. Well, one of them's a season two to that, so yeah, it's, it's done well for them. Yeah, they, no one seemed to like it <laughs> well people watched that apparently <laughs> they hate watching do, do, do you know what's so weird about this story is that the headline read this thing's in development right and I'm like okay that, I can see why they're doing that I don't like it I'm cynical whatever but then when I read the opening paragraph it just casually mentioned I, along with two other projects i went, like, wait a minute what? <laughs> and the, yeah. one that, the one that was in the headline is the one that's actually less confirmed the other two are more locked in so, so at first this is the one that they're just developing it's not like green light or anything yet is a prequel show about the Trinity Killer, who is the ca- character that John Lithgow played in Season 4. So a prequel about him. Is that what the people were crying out for? I guess so. And in the other projects, uh, we have the new season of Dexter New Blood, which was the revival show. Yeah. And it says it'll uh, explore the themes and scenarios, but through a new lens. Probably his son, because he was in it's, the it's show. It's Season 2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, fair enough. Uh, and then the other one is Dexter Origins, which is the most generic title you could probably give it. And it is a prequel about a young Dexter uh, when he's just sort of starting out as a young adult and his father's still alive, although I presume not played by James Remar because he'll be ancient uh, by now. Yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think it works that way. Uh, but it does mention he's going to make, meet a lot of younger versions of all the characters that are in the original show. So, So what you're saying is this is prequel bait 101. This is straight up just full on everything prequel Yeah, with different yeah. actors. Uh, as well as doing the, the, the continuing the sequel show and maybe doing a, a prequel to uh, Trinity Killer. So, basically... You know, when a, you know what, you know when Game of Thrones finished? <laughs>
1: and they were like, we've got five spin-offs in the works. Uh-huh. And, we, and everyone was like, yeah, hold up a second. We, we didn't necessarily all love the ending of that show. Maybe you should slow down. And, and all of a sudden now we only have one show, which... Worked
0: out for them, don't be wrong, but like, hey, yeah. You well, you're bringing up Game of Thrones. I think a more pertinent thing to bring up would be, once again, Yellowstone, because Paramount are the ones who do Yellowstone, and they've decided they want all of their things to be multiple shows and be a big shared universe. So they're doing it to Dexter. There's another one in a minute. Don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a third example. Rule of threes. The, the, the real question, though, is <laughs> how is this somehow in the Yellowstone universe? <laughs> if dexter starts hunting down characters in yellowstone i may be tempted to watch the crossover I, 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 I think instead
1: of you know finding a new name for paramount you know paramount plus with 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 showtime
0: just call it yellowstone and friends <laughs> uh that, that's what you do this dexter new blood season 2 should just be called dexter yellowstone and just go wild with it why not um yes yes please so yeah so it mentions here for the for dexter origins there's a little description that says set in miami the series will begin as dexter graduates college and joins miami metro so it's not even like he's before he's joined the police he's joining the police that's the start of his career in the police force and probably the start of him being like a full-on hunting down serial killers character so it's just the same as the show but just earlier i'm i'm getting um like they want to recapture hannibal vibes mm, like, yeah, like the other way that, that captured that. people i could see that Uh, and his father's alive that's the big selling point that's the one big thing that makes it different is that his dad's not dead yet so different there's one character I know I know (sighs) I mean Dexter got so bad I watched too much of it as it was I watched the first episode of the new one because it won the pilot vote and it was like I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was just like, this is just the same again. It's just, every season of Dex does the exact same thing. He gets close to someone, they learn his secret, that he hunts down serial killers, and then by the end of the season, they probably have to die because they turn villainous. Um, One or two exceptions where they just left town instead, and they weren't villains, but that was it was the same every season. One person learns and has to deal with accepting the fact that he's a serial killer. That was the same every season. It was, it was rinse and repeat, and it got very rep- rep- repetitious. Yep. So... Uh I cannot endorse or give a shit about uh any more Dexter. So there but you go. Unless it's a Dexter Yellowstone crossover. Maybe in that case I'll be Mailed the curious. Yeah, you you know you want to see it. Mailed the Curious. Uh I no doubt I'll end up seeing the pilots for any of these shows that happen because of the patrons will make me, but that's it. Uh all right, so the other thing that the Showtime want to milk and do lots of uh, have you heard of their show Billions? Literally never. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, Am I about to hear about it every week for the next year? I think I've heard of it. What I didn't know is it already has like a sequel series or a spin-off series on, because so this was a Showtime show, and it's got a sequel series on, uh, is it Freebie, I want to say? Was say? Was they... Oh, is that the, the IMDb TV? Yeah, that's, on... that's what that became, yeah. Uh so they made like a sequel series um that that went to just that the sign of quality content. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so Chris McCarthy who who's who made it um or no, sorry, Chris McCarthy who has been speaking about a franchise strategy at Showtime since he took over the network a few months ago. The strategy will include expanding successful series into multiple spin offs in the mold of Yellowstone, <laughs> right? And we just saw that with Dexter. Obviously we're talking about Yellowstone still going strong with all of its spin-offs and whatnot. Um. so there's four potential billions spinoffs in the works four of them has anyone ever heard of this show <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna throw four new shows at it so yes um from series co-creators brian koppelman and david levin uh showtime we not confirm the plan, but McCarthy did in an interview with the Wall Street Journal. So he's just talking. He's running his mouth. Showtime aren't happy, probably. Uh, but he's revealed four projects uh, that are all... Yeah, so here's a description of the four of them. So the first one is called Billions Miami. These are all working titles, by the way, for all these. Uh, They're definitely going to end up just calling uh, it Billions uh, Miami. Uh, right. A new installment set in the world of private aviation, where the clientele believe the rules of society, government, and gravity don't apply to them. I miss the wealth, nightlife, contraband, and cryptocurrency that pulses through that city. Uh a couple of men and Levine are already writing uh the project. The cryptocurrency was dead already. <laughs> You're like a year too late on this one. Uh the second show in development is Billions London. Uh and there's not much said about this. It just says another iteration set across the pond, operating in the world of UK finance. I'm getting the sense that these are all the same show <laughs> <laughs> just in a different set
1: this is the, this is the CSI formula I've just they're all the same show just somewhere else
0: Well, <laughs> to be fair the next two aren't Billions colon location okay are they a time no 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 Billions 1923 you'll laugh when I say what the next one's called though mm-hmm well Millions <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought I was prepared. I wasn't. Prepared. <laughs> Millions oh. uh, is a series featuring diverse 30 somethings financial mogul wannabes doing whatever it takes to make it in Manhattan. So they're not quite as filthy rich. They're still filthy rich, but they're just not astronomically it, it, filthy rich. It's not the show. I just went, let's make a love show. <laughs> These people, this this group will be more relatable to all the struggling people out there who are, you know, struggling in this economy. Well, just have millionaires instead of billionaires. Easy. Um, um, this 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 is already my new favorite uh, Showtime Paramount be- franchise. Before someone gets snide in the comments, I realize that the characters themselves aren't necessarily millionaires or billionaires. They're just working with other money because they work with money. I get it, right? I'm just it worked for the joke. Leave me alone. <laughs> Right, so that, that's millions. So there's one okay. more show. Would you like to guess what the title no, of this no, show? No, no, nothing.
1: I guess will be as funny as what it actually is. Trillions. <laughs> no, it's not. You're shaming. You just made that up. No. Yes, no. you did. No, you made it up. No. This is a bit.
0: None of this story is real. <laughs> trillions is a drama based on fictional stories of the richest people in the world titans of industry living all over the country but coming into contact and in conflict with one another i i don't believe this is real i need to google this yeah it's
1: real no no 1000000000s
0: spinoffs at paramount plus slash showtime that's a thing oh my god you're right <laughs> millions and trillions <laughs>
1: Oh my god, the main show's coming up to season 7. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'll
0: like, think, what is this? All of a sudden, it's a whole universe. <laughs> so, to keep in mind, there's already a spin-off. So this would be the, like, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth show. Assuming they all happen. They may not all happen, but they seem pretty gung-ho about it. Oh <laughs> uh, I suppose it only takes one of them to fail miserably before they say, oh, let's not do the rest, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> uh, this article that I just glanced at, just to confirm you were telling the truth. Yes. Just says, yeah, you know, well, while, it, while it's unknown how long it will take for the billion shared universe to come to fruition, <laughs> four upcoming spin-offs indicate Showtime wants the franchise to last for many years to come. Uh, it's likely that they want it to, you know, feature the same structure as AMC's The Walking Dead, with each series in the universe airing without overlapping, yeah, yeah, production yeah. The idea could mean that someday the billions universe will air all year round. Isn't that the world <laughs> we've been waiting for?
0: <laughs> oh, gold. <laughs> Oh. I, I'm I'm sorry move over Yellowstone you've got
1: competition for <laughs> the best franchise see, on See
0: on, when you reacted panel. so strongly to the title of millions and in my head I was like oh if you like Die, he's going to love the next one <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe the audacity of them they went so shitty, and just went millions and then I can't I can't I... wait till the sp- the spoof spin off which is called Bagillions like <laughs> <laughs> where do you go with the spoofs <laughs> Oh dear <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that was good. Uh, it's moving good. on. Still with Showtime. Uh, they're, de- they're developing just a single show. that's not getting any spin-offs yet. <laughs> so they're developing a straight-to-series. Oh, sorry. They've given a straight-to-series order. I should say, not developing. It's further than that. Uh, it's called the Department. Also a working title. Uh, it's based on an acclaimed French espionage political thriller called uh, The Bureau. Uh, so. Pretty straightforward translation. Although I feel like people know what a bureau is, they can still call it that. But I guess it's just to differentiate it. I guess I think it's pretty because the bureau then has connotations specifically with the FBI. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so this is from George Clooney and Grant Heslov, Smokehouse Productions, MTV Entertainment, and One Hundred One Studios. Clooney will direct the series, so he's not in it, but he's directing it. So yeah, uh, that's still like no. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Um. Created by Eric Rochant. Uh. Roshant, uh I love how the, for the description, it doesn't say the Bureau, it says Le Bureau. Le Bureau. <laughs> le, le Bureau. Uh, it serves on the daily life and missions of agents within France's. Prin- Obviously, this will all be swapped for US for the new show, yeah. but. Uh, but anyway, so it's, it follows the daily life and missions of agents within France's principal external security service. It focuses on the Bureau of Legends responsible for training and handling deep cover agents on long-term missions in areas with French interests. Living under false identities for years, these agents' missions are to identify and recruit good intelligence sources. So I can maybe see the idea that you're following like, people who are undercover, like the Americans, for a long time and waiting for them to, like, you know. Do, do you follow the individuals like that, or
1: do you follow like, the office of the Bureau, kind of dealing with Okay, setting up the identities, yeah. dealing with them coming out of you know uh, various various people, obviously.
0: Maybe both, maybe maybe, cause maybe you'll sort of like okay, like one of our agents is about to become relevant, so we'll find out they've already been living somewhere for five years and they've got a whole cover. We'll see a bit of that, yeah. yeah I, I could see. Um, yeah. I'm not like thrilled at any of this, but it, like it's a sort of thing that maybe if it is well directed and there's got a bit of meat to it. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Has Clooney done much directing work? I assume he has, if he's getting called oh, yeah. to kind of just do a show. I've not watched any of it
0: though. He's directed honestly. at least a couple of movies. That's uh, uh, not surprising, given yeah, you know who he is. Yeah, I want to say he may have directed The Descendants, which he was in as well. And I think he maybe was it Good Night and Good Luck. He did. I can't remember, but uh, he's directed a couple of movies. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that. Uh, so <laughs> oh god. <laughs> The next, no, this is not showtime anymore. But the next, the next story I've got here starts with the SIDS. expanding TV universes is the hottest trend right now. Oh God! So I assume you've heard, probably not seen any of, but you've heard of Bosch. Yes. Yes, this is Amazon's. This is actually uh, yeah. this is probably their first kind of long running show that actually survived for like several seasons. Uh, yeah, it got like some like mild awards, acclaim yeah, points, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah oh you know what i was mixing something up with this story from before uh, remember when i said millions already had a spinoff on freebie that's this that's not that so it doesn't make the uh, mil- oh so no billions sorry, sorry billions don't you dare the billions universe <laughs> so billions doesn't already have a spinoff billions has the one show and it's getting the four potential spinoffs it's from zero to five, uh, one to five yes in- Yes. yeah sorry sorry i was i was like honestly the fact that there was like three stories with like slates of multiple spinoffs I, i'm sorry i mixed two of them up but this is the one that's already got a spinoff on Freevee, which makes more sense because it's amazon you know that are tied to that uh yeah. but uh that's called bosch legacy is the second show that's on freebie uh, right standard classic subtitle in that yeah so so yeah right so this is based on the best-selling work of uh, michael Connolly. And they're developing two new shows in the Bosch universe uh, at Amazon. The first one is the Untitled G. Edgar Project, which follows Harry Bosch's former partner, Detective Jerry Edgar, uh, who is tapped for undercover FBI missions in Little Haiti, Miami, uh, in this glamorous city, he is forced to balance his new life with the gritty underbelly of the city, while being chased by his mysterious past. Uh, mysterious past as well. Yeah. God damn it, that's a, that's a double drink. That was the first one. That's personal, and
1: professional, isn't it? Balancing his new life. Oh yeah, with right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, balancing his new life. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Double drink for uh, one of the Bosch spinoffs. The Boschning hits. <laughs> uh, Jamie Hector, who starred opposite Titus. Uh, well uh, Welliver and the original Bosch series is in talks to reprise his role in the offshoot as well. Uh, so. Wow, so. This week's episode is really helping me get through this ball. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first one. So that that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a main character from Bosch is getting his own show, right? in Miami. So it's kind of the Fraser treatment. He's moving to a new city. I assume it's a new city for him anyway. And he's uh, going to get his own story there. So that's that. The second one, is called, the, or right now it's the Untitled Renee uh, Bollard Project. Centers around a character that has not appeared in any of the Bosch shows yet, uh, Detective Renee Bollard, who is tasked with running the LAPD's new Cold Case Division. Beyond simply investigating unsolved crimes, Renee is dedicated to bringing credibility to the department and justice to the community. Having learned from her retired ally and mentor, Harry Bosch, so she's got a connection to the main character from the show i well, have to somehow uh, renee does things her way solving cases in unconventional ways while navigating the politics of being a woman on the rise in the lapd so yeah mm-hmm. uh everyone's into i mean and we know that amazon you know we just last week we were making fun of them for the tomb raider shared universe plans so everyone wants to do this everyone's trying to do their shared did did, did no one learn from the mummy <laughs> Do you know the thing? Did I just no know. one learn from Joss Whedon's Justice League? The examples that worked in the past through Brian up Whedon, like, Angel worked because it was, like, a natural thing. It was, like, okay, we've got a show. Oh, we've got an ID for a second one. It wasn't like, this. start with, like, five shows. You know, it was, like, a natural kind of... And same with Star Trek. It was, like, one show, then a sequel show many years later, and then they had an ID for Deep Space Nine. Um, maybe Voyager was pushing it a little bit because that started, like, quite early in Deep Space Nine's run. But for the most part, it was kind of a natural you know follow-on IDs came later kind of thing it and wasn't I think it, it's
1: notable that it reached a point of oversaturation and kind of kept yeah. the
0: franchise for a decade and it's funny that when they tried to bring on star trek back and said we've got these number of shows that we're going to do most of them have ended up being bad strange new worlds was good but you know discovery's been I mean, it's been hit and miss there's been some good moments but well, let's say mixed to be yeah. fair yeah uh, and then picard is just trash season three might be better that's just a better start but People like lower decks a lot. Let's let's be yeah. fair to that as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of great spots, but by and large, this plan to just launch like five shows is very mixed at best. Right? You know, you, you get a really mixed bag of quality. You, you know, what I saw recently. Oh God! Whoa. They're still claiming that Section Thirty One is a real show, and and they're going to make it. <laughs> we swear, we swear, we're going to make it. They they said that was coming like either during or before season two of Discovery, which was like 2018. It's been it before season two. Yeah. It's been five years since they announced yeah. that. Yeah, They're like we swear it's coming. We did someday. We're we gonna make it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bosch is next online. Bosch gets a shared universe. <sighs> so yeah. don't get me yeah, wrong. Why not? Two is less cynical than four, but it's still pretty cynical. Yeah, but it's two on top of the two that already exist. Yeah. Well, I think the main shows ended. I don't think the main shows continue. Okay, fair enough. But. Uh, I think the sequel to, or the spin-off on Freebies. You know thing. how
1: earlier, when I was like Yellowstone, kind of, earned what they were doing by of to get out. It was all from one. Like I, I think in the same way you talked about the the, the weed and stuff with uh, Buffy and Angel. Yeah, which yeah, it was. Very I, I do agree with. This was all okay. This was one creative kind of hey, hey, I've got an idea. Yes. And I think this newest show that we talked about today is a little bit different, where it's just circumstances have kind of forced them into that. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm kind of giving them a pass because it's not like we really want to milk it and make more. It's just a, we've got to work around, you know, the reality of what's going on. So I'm kind of giving that a little bit of a pass, as opposed to just being like, here are five
0: shows right now and you're going to like them all. <laughs> yeah, it's also funny how Walking Dead did that late into it, because it got the one spinoff that came a few years into it, Fear the Walking Dead, which has had seven seasons and is ending. But now it's doing like three or four new shows that are all just starting. Well, oh, well, well, what, what happened was, the main show was coming to an end and AMC were like, Shit, we've got nothing. Quick, well, get yeah. The Walking Dead out. I mean, I was joking that they literally just split the cast up and they're in pairs for all these new shows. That's effectively what it is. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, moving on, Ripley! Oh, We're back to showtime with this one. Uh, so, Ripley is not an alien thing, sadly, as much as you would hope, hope it would be. Talented Mr. Ripley? it is actually yeah it's, uh, it's based on that same book uh, so it's an upcoming Showtime drama starring Andrew Scott and it's got a, a new home at this is so funny so it was Showtime and they decided well they hadn't decided on this one yet we've got another story after this that they had decided already but because like they were kind of like saying all oh, these things that we've already made we're not going to actually pick up an air um, Netflix saved us so just to clarify earlier in the episode I said that Showtime picked up canceled netflix show right let me just confirm that that was the case i think that's what i said yes yes yes. uh, uncoupled uncoupled i knew it was on something yeah um so here we have the opposite where basically the creators of this show just went shopping because they kind of had a bad feeling i guess and Mm -hmm. as a result uh it's now going to be on netflix um there is one thing that makes this quite intriguing though is that the person behind this show uh, is steve zalian do you remember that name I do not, i be honest. He was the writer of the Night off Okay. Now you're interested. I'm,
1: so, I'm more interested. And Andrew Scott, that's... Uh, he, he was Moriarty in the Sherlock show, right? The, the Cumberbatch one. Oh, I don't know. Is that, is that his name? I'm, yeah. I'm fairly sure that's who that is. He's a good actor, if,
0: if it yeah. is him. So this is based on Patricia Highsmith's best-selling quintet of Tom Ripley novels. Um... Mm-hmm. So, apparently, this relocation happened in the last few days, and, you know, they talk a little bit about how it was kind of this, like, last-minute thing. Um, they mentioned the other thing that it happened to as well, but I'll, I'll, that's the next story, so I'll just tell you about that in a minute. Uh, so, this is an eight-episode show, uh, based on the—primarily on the talented Mr. Ripley, but that makes it sound like maybe they take a few little things from the other novels. Uh, also, I, I suspect that's the only one most people have heard of. Probably. Myself included. I didn't know there was more than, than one. Yeah, so it's a limited series in the vein of the night of, but there is a possibility to go beyond the first installment, and that makes sense, given those the other books. So, Depending on how much of the other books they decide to splurge into this one. Yeah, so Ripley follows uh, Tom Ripley, played by Scott, a grifter scraping by in early 1960s New York, who is hired by a wealthy man to try and convince his uh, vagabond son, Dickie Greenleaf, what name, uh, who is living a comfortable, trust-funded expat life in Italy to return home. Uh, Tom's acceptance of the job is the first step into a complex life of deceit, fraud, and murder. Uh, and then we also have—is uh, uh, that Dakota Fanning playing Marge Sherwood? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's pretty good. So yeah, they've got some names. They got a good writer behind it. I mean, I don't really care about the—I mean, I've never seen any uh, of the movies or read the book or anything. But me either. I'm just yeah you know, familiar in passing. But uh, I think Matt Damon, one of his younger roles, was. Talented Mr. Ripley. Sounds familiar. Um, so yeah, so that, it's one, this is
1: again. You know, we say oh, we're not necessarily overly interested in the premise, but
0: there's good creatives attached, so this might actually be really good. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And then the other show uh, from Showtime that's went elsewhere is Three Women. Uh, so this was one that was officially kind of like canned after it was finished. Um, whereas I think uh, I mentioned in the other story for Ripley that that was uh, just starting post production. And they were making the choice to sort of shop around at that point. Uh, Three Women was actually confirmed. Showtime said, we're not going to hear it, even though it was done, even though it's been shot and, and whatever stage of post-production. Uh, but now Stars is uh, negotiating to pick up. Uh, so this is adapted by Lisa Taddeo um, from her non-fiction bestseller, of the same name, and um, yeah, so the producers of three women, which stars Shailene Woodley, Betty Gilpin, DeWanda Wise, and Gabriel Creevy. So there's some names in there. Like, I recognize three yeah. of those names. Um, and it's been quietly shopped around the completed first season after Showtime opted not to proceed with it. Um, because they're making all their changes with Showtime and Paramount+. Plus. But if it's completed, someone was always going to pick it up. Yeah, for, especially with those names. It's such an easy thing to market. As long as it fits your brand, at least a little bit, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only description here is N3 Women, a group of women, are on a crash course to be radically overturn their lives. Not much to go on. But the, okay. the news here is more that it's been picked up after Showtime kind of just jettisoned it for whatever you reason. Said stars, right? Stars, yeah, as we're okay. talks Makes me a little bit less
1: interested because I don't think the Stars brand no, necessarily yeah. really
0: appeals. But but it's, it's good that it, I mean, it's, it's always shitty when something that's finished just doesn't get released. Yeah, release the Batgirl movie, you cowards.
1: I don't even think that'll be good, but they should not release it. Yeah, but it can't be worse than what the Flash movie looks like.
0: <laughs> it just it, can't Is be. it just, me you or know, did the CG for Supergirl and Batman look really bad?
1: I, I think the, uh, okay, caveat that it might be the lighting in the scene, Uh, the, the Zod suit looks worse now than it did in Man of Steel.
0: Oh, sure. But, like, Batman was jumping around, and he just looked a CG figure. I'm like, what? It's del- it looked trash. Yeah, I want to love the flash. I love the flash as a character. This movie looks like ass. Looks yeah. like ass. That's a good point. what we get to talk about that in the comics podcast next week. That's good. <laughs> something, something juicy to dig into. Uh, but yeah, so we'll move on then, shall we? <laughs> That's uh, three women. HBO is developing a series adaptation of a nonfiction book called Empty Mansions about a wealthy recluse. Uh, so Warner Brothers, uh, is developing it. A- uh, with the ticket filmmaker Ido Fluke um, and the Atonement in starboard director Joe Wright who'll direct the pilot if it gets uh, picked up. The story follows uh, Hujet Clark an elderly fabulously wealthy recluse who is hospitalized for a number of seemingly minor ailments and a series of events that set into motion regarding her fortune and an unsigned will. So everyone wants the recluse's money or something seemingly. Uh,
1: yeah. Settle so up to every murder
0: mystery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, next up we have uh Patricia Cornwell's K Scarpetta book series um are on their way to possibly being a TV show um with Nicole Kinman in the title role and Jamie Lee Curtis in a supporting role. So that's big casting there. That is noble names. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Kenman executive producing through her Blossom Films, and Curtis is producing through her Comet Pictures. Everyone's got their own production thing now, uh, so they have them for a while. Yeah, but I just I, 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 they keep mentioning new ones that I didn't know about. So there's just, just an infinite amount, but like, they all have their own.
1: It, it's clearly just a a way of making more money. Like a legal re- a legal requirement as well. I'm assuming for them to have like a through a company, right? I, I assume there's some like guild requirements or something. I don't
0: know if it's, uh, I mean I'm sure you can still. I think it's more to do with getting money for being a producer, but to be a producer, they have to have a producer label. And I think... Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like they have to have it through a company. I think, it, yeah, it's done to do with their acting paycheck, but I think it's just so they get the double paycheck. Yes. And presumably more royalties if it does well. <laughs> I wonder if it's a legal thing or if it's a, like a producer's guild
1: thing, where it's like, hey, no, no, we we, we establish that these are the rules you follow. It has to be
0: company as opposed to an individual. It all comes down to just what it be be... Look, get a second, pay for it, basically. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously there are there are some projects where you can tell it's someone who's very heavily involved. It's like you know they're, they're coming at it top it, down. Yeah. Where you go, okay, no, that's not just for the paycheck. You're actually producing that because that's
0: your thing. But most of them, it's it's the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's just here's an extra paycheck because you're also a producer. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's apparently nearing a two-season in straight-to-series order at Prime. It's not happened quite yet, but that's what it's looking like it's going to get. Uh, so it's not even just a limited series, which is kind of impressive with that cast. Uh, yeah. So two eight-episode eight seasons is the is the expectation. Uh, Kidman's character Kay Scarpetta is a brilliant forensic pathologist inspired by former Virginia chief medical examiner Marcella Fernelli Fierro, who uses forensic technology to solve crimes. Curtis will play Kay's... Uh, flighty sister Dorothy who is the mother of Lucy Fernelli, who is a recurring character in the books that's interesting that the uh, the niece character is named after the real person which is probably just mm. a, kind of, a nod to her but nice little like yeah. thing yeah, yeah. It's like, so uh, it's not a lot passive. to go on premise wise but obviously with those names it's kind of hard to ignore it it'll definitely have high profile
1: marketing so we'll closer to the time we'll yeah. be able to get a firmer grasp on whether or not that's for us or not with
0: trailers because they'll be everywhere Yes, Uh, but the question is, is will there be a scene where Nicole Kidman goes to an EMC theater to watch a movie? Maybe. Do you even get that reference? You know what I'm talking about? Off the top of my head, no. All right, so I actually knew this before I visited and saw it for myself, but the EMC theaters in the US, they've got this, like, ever since they came back from the pandemic and lockdown, they've had this ad where Nicole Kidman, like, walks into the movie theater and she's talking about the magic of movies and she sits down and she's watching clips of different films and she turns and says, AMC, we make movies better. And it's become kind of like a running like joke on the internet where there was like a TikTok video or something going around of a guy who stood up and saluted <laughs> while, she was, while Nicole Kidman was Nicole I definitely saw that quote in, in this past week in regards uh, to AMC's dynamic pricing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a, lot, a bunch of bullshit, but that's that's another yeah, yeah. topic. But yeah, actually, yeah. I saw it because I went to one when I was there and I was like, oh, uh, the Nicole Kidman thing, they're still playing it. So they've been playing that for a while. Yeah. It's not Kevin Bacon. It's been over a decade. Let it go. It's gone. It's not coming back. And the funny thing is, he still does ads for EEE, the same company. They're just not tied to the movie chains anymore. Yeah. But yeah, those days are long gone. I remember all the Orange Wednesdays ads. You know, those were a big part of the, the we've, teenage we've been years. We've Yeah. That, <sighs> that's something, we were talking about the, the generational stuff. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Just a few Orange years younger Orange Wednesdays? Us.
1: Oh no! They have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that is like, um, you'll probably get this. They, they, someone mentioned they had a car insurance with Sheila's wheels. Oh yeah, I could And I went, "Oh, you. I didn't know you were a woman." As a joke, because that their whole shtick at the time was they only sold car insurance to women, or if they maybe they didn't at first, but it was like uh, significantly cheaper to women than it was to men. Oh yeah, I remember the ads. I think yeah, there was a whole song, right? And it, it was it was like three women, three Aussie women in a pink car singing a song. It was like everywhere at the time. None of them knew what I was
0: talking about. <laughs> Not one of them. I was like, oh my god. And yeah. It, it was it was depressing. But on the other end, you know what a coaxial cable is, so you've got. I, I'm winning in life, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's. Uh, I mean, there's no title specifically yet, but the book series is uh, Case Scarpetta as the character that the book series is all about. So. I see them I giving seen it. A, them just call it Scarpetta. They could call it that. I can also see them just coming up with a title that
1: fits. They could maybe depending on what the individual titles of the books are. Maybe one of them yeah. works nicely.
0: Uh oh, everything can come back because Sparik's creator Stephen Danite is uh, expanding the franchise with a new series in development. of stars. Uh, he's going to serve as showrunner and executive produce. Uh, it's untitled right now, but you know, stars, sequel basically. Uh, and it actually just says here the next chapter will explore uncharted territory and new journeys of the original series iconic characters. So it's just a revival series, basically.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit more interesting in a sense that, while this like had like three seasons, technically they were all standalone. Like, at mm. least one of them was a prequel season. So it being a sequel is somewhat notable. Like I say, yes, it's a revival, but it's a sequel series, as opposed to another spin-off or, se- or prequel, like it had already done. And it only had four
0: seasons or three seasons before, so three, it's not. Think, yeah. yeah, so it's not like it's like super like oversaturated and and I it's think been... like they were pretty short seasons as well. Yeah. I'm sure like one of them at least was on like six episodes. So, and yeah. the aftermath of the defeat of Spartacus and his rebel army in the series finale. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, the I new mean, drama. Spoilers will... for history. <laughs> <laughs> the new drama will depict a new tale of treachery, deceit, and blood unfolding beneath the foreboding shadow of Rome. So. Yeah, just, just more, it's a sequel show. It is shocking to me that I've never watched Sparkles, given that they're pretty into that genre of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of nudity in it. That's the only thing I knew. When it was on, people talked about how everyone was doing Full Frontal on it. That yeah, was old school styles though, right? That's, that's kind of what yeah. they made the brand on. So, yeah. Uh, next up, Ben Stiller is going to act in a new show called Three Identical Strangers a high-profile limited series that is... Uh, is angle three? ...is doing the rounds. Technically, he's only playing two, but uh-huh. more than that in a second. Uh, Stellar's and failed negotiations to headline executive produce... He's producing again. Uh, ...is a multi-decade family drama inspired by the incredible true story of identical triplet brothers separated at birth. Uh, the project comes from Party of Five co-creator Amy Lipman and Sony Pictures Television, blah, blah, blah. Uh, set in New York over several decades, the identical strangers tell story of Bobby... Uh, Shafrin, David Kellman, and Eddie Galland, three complete strangers who inadvertently discover that they are identical triplets separated at birth. Uh, when 19-year-old's joyous reunion kept catapults them into international fame, it also sets a chain of extraordinary and disturbing events in motion. Oh, I didn't mention it in the description. So apparently, I assume this is not a spoiler because it mentioned it later in this article, uh, I assume it came from the, the plot synopsis, but it didn't mention it. Uh, Stellar's playing the two living brothers. So, presumably, one of them doesn't make it to his age. And so he's just playing. So, if there's younger young actors. There'll be a younger version. Yeah. yeah. So, if there's younger actors playing like the early teens or whatever versions, yeah. then. Yeah. So he's playing two of them uh, that make it to whatever age Ben Stellar is, like 55 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what he's now. Yeah, hey, he's not young anymore. No. So.
1: Eh, yeah, okay. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's an actor that obviously has done a lot of shit. Yes. But I do not think he's a bad actor. I think he is very capable of doing
0: great roles. I do think he's a better director than as an actor, though, shockingly. which is I agree. Yeah, interesting. But, but I do think he, you know, in the, in the right role, he can be a great yeah.
1: actor. And, and I think something like this fits his, his more serious
0: side of, of being able to pull off an interesting role and I think, you know, having two roles to play. I think what I get, I like what I'm interested in here is that there's no indication from this if this is going to like be comedic or if this is going to be like more serious. I can see it being comedic in the sense of, hey
1: look, this is weird, you know. Yeah. Three of us or, you know, two by the time it gets to him but
0: I think you know, that... There's a reason why I think his most memorable role is Meet the Parents, because I think he works as being the straight man surrounded by craziness than he has being the crazy guy himself. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy, like, I really like Dodgeball, right? And he's the villain in that, and he's really wacky, yeah. but he's not my favorite part of that movie. He's like, he works in the role well enough, but, you know, it's, it's the premise of that movie that makes it work for me. You know, so if you yeah. can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Uh, him being weird with his mustache is not the, the part that makes it work. <laughs> it's fine, but it's just not the, the selling point. Yeah, I mean, it's the same with
1: like a uh, Zoolander. I've not even seen Zoolander. Oh, honestly, I recommend it. I think it's, I think it's pretty fun. I don't think it's like the best movie ever, but it's worth a watch. But did you but again, see? He's, he's... But did you see Zoolander two? I did not because <laughs> I, <I'm>... no. <laughs> I value my time. He says, sitting here doing this.
0: This is the is viable time we're talking about. I
1: mean, compared to Zoolander 2,
0: I, I just assume, yeah. Do you remember the laughs we shared over billions and trillions and millions? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget Billions London. And, and, and Bosch, the second reckoning. Oh, yes, Boschening. <laughs> uh, Alright, next up. Tier 1 is this next show. It's a military thriller novel series. It's obviously been adapted to a TV show. Otherwise, why would we be talking about it? i just thought a random bit of book news and. The book you might do spice things up. (laughs) The book collection, uh, which follows the adventures of an elite Navy SEAL, written by Brian Andrews and Jeff Willison, has been optioned by the Cross Brothers for series adaptation. Uh, It's the latest book to be optioned by the or from the Blackstone Publishing, an Oregon-based company uh, that hired former Miramax executive Brendan Deenan. Which this is all not even that important. Uh, So Tier One, which features six published books, a new one, Dempsey, which is the name of it, is coming out in February. And, and 8th is June 2024. So there's already six books done, Seventh's about to come out, 8th is already planned. So it's doing well, apparently. Uh, so it follows John Dempsey. Trained. They got to the 7th book before one was called his name. That's interesting. but uh, well, do they all
1: follow him or do they follow different characters? And, and this is just, it's, it's only Dempsey that follows Dempsey.
0: Know, the way it's phrased, like, so a new one, Dempsey's coming out on February 21st, and an 8th June 2024, follows Dempsey. So at least those two follow him. That am phrasing. The other six, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, follows John Dempsey. Uh, trained to fight as a Navy SEAL, groomed to think as a spy, Dempsey is more than a door kicker, more than a tactician, more than an assassin. He is the leader of America's most elite task force of special operators. Tier 1 is his story. So I assume it's all him and the saga of the courageous men and women he serves with outside the wire where every mission is denied and the only only the best of the best can persevere. This is the most generic sounding shit I have ever read. So what
1: I'm what I'm picturing right now is uh, are you vaguely at all familiar with, with Jack Reacher? I watched the first episode of it, right? So you know how, like, his past is that military mm. stuff? I'm, I'm picturing, this is Jack Reacher, but when he's still the military guy, uh, as opposed okay. to afterwards. That, the, that is exactly what this sounds like to me. The best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a Men in Black reference right? anyone didn't uh, get that. Uh, so on to our last story of the week. Final, final story. Uh, Netflix has given a series order to a show called The Madness, a conspiracy thriller starring Emmy winner Coleman Domingo. Uh, the eight-episode limited series hails from Sharon and Entertainment via its first look with Netflix, uh, and creator and co owner Stephen Bieber, and uh, yeah. So, in The Madness, media pundit Muncie Daniels must favour his innocence and his life after he stumbles upon a murder deep in the Poconos Woods. As the walls close in, Muncie strives to reconnect with his estranged family, and has lost ideals in order to survive. Of it, he does. it did bring up his family, I think that counts. A strange family at that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there you go. Uh, that's the madness. One last one. Yeah, but that's the last story. So yeah, uh, all in a couple of the comedies, there was no uh, network shows. No, no Fox, no CBS, no ABC, no NBC. Oh, I think the comedies—they're all NBC, right? That we talked about for network-wise. Network-wise, yeah, yeah. There was one yeah. for something uh, else. I know, I know we had other ones, but specifically networks. But yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I guess they're done ordering stuff for this this season. Uh, but we've got the new shows in development that we we'll hear about uh, towards April and May time So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, this is traditionally the quiet a couple of months but that kind of got blown apart with streaming kind of just doing whatever the hell they want
0: Yes, all these shared universes that they're doing we, we need to know about the billions and the trillions and the yeah. millions and the londons <laughs> and the miamis yellowstone tomb raider barge millions billions trillions yellowstone london, london's and miamis <laughs> oh man
1: wait wait till they get to yellowstone london
0: I love the idea that there's a Yellowstone London, a Billions London, um, a Tomb Raider London, and then they can do a crossover with just all the London shows, like sharing like an <laughs> episode together. <laughs> you know, because you know how there's that Chicago universe, where there's like Chicago fire, Chicago cops, whatever. Uh, you're you've muted again, by the way. Um, anyway, we're wrapping up the show. It's a good time for it. Uh, <laughs> this has been your TV news for the week. Um, and just, just a little thing here, you'll notice at the start of the show I didn't say almost cancelled, uh, TV news. Um, I mean, Connor's shaking his head, he didn't notice. Um, the reason for that is, the reason why we've moved away from that branding over time is because when we named the shows Almost Cancelled, when we named all the TVs reviews Almost Cancelled, it was just meant to be a play on the idea that shows get cancelled and are on the bubble, but since we named everything that, like, the word cancelled's got all these connotations now of being cancelled socially, and... Like the number of times people have said that they didn't click on something because they thought it was going to be like, you know, regular YouTube nutjobs talking about right wing shit. Um, it just makes sense to move away from it. So, Mail Fuzz TV News, there's your title. Uh, I thought Connor might have been back online by the time <laughs> <laughs> if I finished that. Oh, what was that? Be. Yeah, there you go. you here, here, you're here. Yeah. Well, hey. You went away again. He got one sentence. That was good. <laughs> oh, well, last minute the show. Thank you very much for joining us, everyone. Uh, you know, let us know what you thought about any of the news stories in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. And, of course, you can support all the content by going over to patreon.com slash malefuzzTV and support us over there uh, and get some bonuses for your trouble, especially for all the movie shows we do over at Malefuzz Movies. Uh, check out all those podcasts we review. Uh, sci-fi movies on the ace horror movies on screams after midnight and then movie franchises and like just sort of batches of like different subgenres on the collector's cut uh, and of course there's the TV reviews going out weekly uh, on Mailfuzz TV to look at as well uh, so that's the show thank you very much for joining us we uh, do appreciate it keep watching TV <laughs> have you got anything you
1: why are you not working oh now you're back <laughs>